Hello, everyone, and welcome to Second Take. This week, we're going to be talking about our NFL Week 2 recap, specifically on Sunday. And we just want to remind you guys, if anyone here is watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe to our channels. Helps out a lot. Check us out on Spotify. We've got the link in our YouTube bio. Also, feel free to check us out on TikTok as we have some of our shorter videos on there. And without further ado, Roland, what is one of your takeaways from week two of the NFL season? Yeah, it was an eventful Sunday. Let's put it that way. Lots of intrigue. I know your uh, Broncos lost uh, after uh, performing a miracle. But it is the Broncos. So um, my Colts won. Good weekend. Beat the Texans. So can't really say much about that. Everyone's supposed to beat the Texans. So anyway, my biggest takeaway uh, of this week was we need to stop mentioning Justin Herbert in conversations when we say he's the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, he's yet to win a playoff game. He barely gets there. And yes, you can blame coaching. Their defense is legit. At least like personnel wise and he's got plenty of playmakers to go around uh and he just seems to fall flat i am out on the justin herbert hype train um and i don't think you can list or i don't think you can put him above any of the top five i don't think like he's a consensus top five quarterback like everyone treats him to be um I've got some names for you. Would you rather have Justin Herbert or Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Would you rather have Justin Herbert or, I mean, it's pretty obvious between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to pick him over those two. Uh, Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. Okay, so there's four. Justin Herbert or Tua? Oh, see, th this one's a lot difficult. I'm going Justin Herbert on this one. Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert or Kirk Cousins? Oh, Justin Herbert. Okay. Every single one of those quarterbacks that I just mentioned have a higher win, win percentage than Justin Herbert does. Justin Herbert has a 50-50 win percentage. The mighty Kirk Cousins has a 52% win percentage. Their stats are pretty Kirk. identical. The only thing that gets everyone hard on Justin Herbert is his physical his his physicals. It's the eye test. Everyone gets crazy over these throws that he makes. But he doesn't win football games. Now, some might argue it's not his fault. Some might argue it's the system that he's in. But if you're that good of a player, why can't you win more than 50% of your games? You know, this game against Tennessee was awful. They just, Tennessee's an inferior opponent in every way, shape, or form. And they lost to Ryan Tannehill and the mighty Derrick Henry. You know, I just, I'm not going to say that he is a top five quarterback until he finally actually wins a playoff game. Um, you know, Tua is my MVP pick this year, so I can't pick Tua or I can't pick Herbert over him. It's just I just I don't get the hype around this guy until he actually shows that he can win. Yeah, and you bring up a good point about the Chargers, a team that always 
struggles and feels like they're underachieving, but it also feels like they really have the talent. Um, I guess my biggest question for you about Josh, or not Justin Herbert, is do you feel like he's talented enough to be a top five QB and maybe it's the intangibles that he's missing? Or do you think it's maybe a combination of both that he just hasn't shown? I think he's talented enough. The sad part is, is I think he's destined to have a, a similar career arc to the Tony Romo's and the Philip Rivers of the world, where you show that you have the potential to be the best quarterback in the NFL with your ability. You just never put the wins together. And whether that be coaching, whether that be the system you're in, or just not being able to, you know, just not being able to win football games as the most position, most important player and on your team. Uh, that's the sad part about it. That's why everyone already kind of puts him in that top five. And I look at him compared to like a Lamar Jackson, where Lamar Jackson wins seventy percent of his games when he's healthy. The guy has a similar winning percentage to, you know the Joe Burrows of the world and we're not even writing him and we hesitate to even consider whether or not we should pay the guy if you're Baltimore, right? Whereas Justin Herbert, there's no question. Let's get, let's send him all the money in the world. And he hasn't even made, he hasn't even won a playoff game. You know what I mean? Now, Lamar Jackson hasn't had much success in the playoffs either, but at least when he's healthy, it's pretty much a guaranteed playoff spot. Here's my thing with the Chargers. I'm not quite where you are right now on the Justin Herbert take. I think I want to see one more thing happen before I decide that for sure or not. The Chargers need a new head coach. The team is 0-2 this season, right? They should have won, lost to the Titans like you said. But there were some things that happened that I think were out of Herbert's control, right? I mean, Ryan Tannehill was 20-24. After last week, he just threw three picks and looked awful against the Saints. Derrick Henry didn't kill them. Like, he was okay, but they still lost to the Titans, right? And as you mentioned, the defense, they have a lot of big names. They have Mack, they have Bosa, they have Derwin James as the safety. But it feels like they just underachieve every single year, specifically the defense and the Chargers as a whole as well. But it feels like this team is always underachieved with Brandon Staley as the head coach. And the team seriously considered firing him this offseason, but the players fought for him. They were able to keep him around, right? Uh, so he's here again. And I think if I'm the Chargers, I want to really see what I have in Justin Herbert before it's too late. I want to see if he's that guy. I want to give him as much of an opportunity as I can. If I'm the Chargers, I fire Brandon Staley, and I'm bringing in someone else. Uh, someone else who I think works well with Justin Herbert. So um, I want to see some winning with this team so I know if Herbert can be my franchise QB or not. That's fair enough. I mean, you know, you can only play the cards you're dealt, so to speak. But I don't think the cards he's dealt is that bad. You know I mean? You have Keenan Allen. You have uh, Austin Eckler. You have a, a solid defense. You know, you're not like you're out there with no run game 
and no defense like the Peyton Mannings of the world early in his Indianapolis Colts career. And, you know, Peyton Manning's a legend, but people are out here saying this guy has got the physicals to be just like that, you know, and I, I just think we got to pump the brakes a little bit on top five talk until he actually puts it together for a season because starting out 0-2 with losses to especially the Titans. This one was bad. I mean, the Titans, man, I didn't even think they would win six games, man, seven games this year. I think we were an under on their overall win. We were under. Total. We were for sure under. And, you know, they got outplayed by, by Tua. But just this, this one, man, this was just a bad loss to the mighty Ryan Tannehill. Arguably got outplayed. I mean, I think... I think Ryan Tannehill was able to go shot for shot for this guy. And if Ryan Tannehill's doing that, you're not a top five quarterback. So. Yeah. And like you said, when you compare him to some of these other QBs, a lot of other guys have accomplished more than he has. And they've been in the league just as long. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens going forward with the Chargers. But there are, there is definitely room for concern right there, right? Um, this guy's supposed to be the guy who leads you. He's supposed to be the guy that shows up. He no doubt has offensive weapons around him, right? Uh, the Chargers didn't have Austin Eckler today, but they still have loaded group of wide receivers. And Austin Eckler's probably not going to be around after this year. One year left on his contract, so this might be what their future looks like with the at least the offensive roster next year. So uh, got to get used to not having that guy around. My question for you is, Outside of the the only quarterback that I named that you would take over Justin Herbert was Jalen Hurts. Why no, 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 would you oh, yeah, take yeah. Justin Herbert over a Lamar Jackson or a Tua? So my biggest thing with Tua so far is he also hasn't had playoff success yet, right? And he's also been very hurt. And I think they're really close I would rank them really closely. Um, but kind of as you mentioned, one of your knocks on Herbert, I just feel like he's a little more talented than Tua right now. Like things are a little more natural for him, a little more fluid. And if Herbert had a coach like Mike McDaniel, like I think if you put Herbert on the Dolphins, they would have basically the same type of success that they're having with Tua. Um, and for me, that says more about Tua because a lot of people have been really low on him and I've never really understood why. But I think they're really close. Um, Lamar Jackson, his thing is he, his play style, whenever we really seen a QB with his play style translate to winning to a Super Bowl, right? Um, just there's not, I don't know if there's anyone who we can really name. Cam Newton made a Super Bowl, but he's also a, a lot bigger than Lamar Jackson is. And I don't think, Lamar Jackson is a good passer, but I don't think he's as elite uh, as Herbert is in that category. And then Kirk Cousins, I feel like, is kind of a little more explanatory because Kirk Cousins is almost feels like if Justin Herbert was just never a winner, that's kind of what he would turn into. And Herbert hasn't proved that yet, but he could become that ultimately. I just think that you look at Kirk Cousins, like you said, you hinted on it. 
if you don't get if Justin Herbert doesn't start winning meaningful football games, he is going to be the next Kirk Cousins. A guy that yeah. fills the stat sheet up, a guy that makes the right plays, but a guy you don't ultimately trust to win you the big game. Needs to make the big plays as well. So Lamar Jackson, um, the reason why I would take him is just his, I mean, his resume. MVP already. He has won a playoff game. That's two notches up on him. And his win percentage is 20% higher when you have him as your quarterback. Um, a lot of that might be the system that he's in, but I don't understand why people were so low on him going in. I think it's probably injury concerns, but yeah, I just wrapping it up, man. Justin Herbert needs to start winning football games or he will be the next Kirk Cousins. Yeah, no doubt. And just my my last thing to just kind of throw into that was I feel like the Ravens and the Dolphins also have had Dolphins now at least they have good uh, head coaching structures, good things set up, and I want to see the Chargers have that before I go one way or another on Justin Herbert. But anyways, moving on from there, was there anything else you were looking at this week that intrigued you? Yeah, it was Baltimore. Baltimore. Uh, my takeaway from this week is I think they're the favorite to win the division. Uh, they already have a one. They already have a win against Cincinnati, uh, who's starting out the year 0-2. By the way, only 10% of teams who start out the season 0-2 end up making the playoffs. Now, Cincinnati was one of those teams last year, so I'm not too concerned right now um, if they look as bad as they did these last two weeks next week then maybe we should hit the panic button a little bit but baltimore man they uh didn't look very well week one but they came to play in cincinnati they stole that win uh cincinnati was looking to bounce back and they just controlled that football game from from beginning to end uh i think as long as lamar jackson stays healthy they are going to win 11 12 games and that's going to be good enough to win the division. Yeah, I mean, I like what Baltimore has done around Lamar Jackson since signing him to this new contract. Baltimore is not putting all the pressure on Lamar Jackson to be special, to be just the sole guy who carries this team on his shoulders. They have allowed him to throw the ball around more, right? He doesn't have to run 20 times a game like he used to before. He can throw it to Zay Flowers. They brought an OBJ to see if that works. They still have Mark Andrews, right? They got a healthy Bateman. And their offense, they're just opening it up more, allowing him to throw the ball. And I think in the long term for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson's sake, that's going to work out well for both of them in this kind of like marriage they have with this contract, right? Lamar Jackson's going to keep getting better as a passer, and he's going to save his body a lot more. He can be a lot more selective with when he runs um and they just they finally gave him weapons for the first time and like you mentioned they're off to a great start um running ahead with everyone in this division right now yeah i think uh they were the one thing that if you wanted to say negative for baltimore is they were the most kind of injury ridden teams week one they already lost a star in the backfield in J.K. Dobbins. However, what's new? Like, the guy always gets injured. So 
I spent like they're used to years. playing without him, which kind of sucks because he's an electrifying playmaker. They lost a couple defensive starters as well, but uh, as long as they can kind of keep that injury bug away, I think this really is Baltimore's division to lose this year, and I was not expecting that. I thought that Pittsburgh and Cincinnati were you know, better teams than they were. And even the Browns, if they, even though they're the Browns, could have competed for that third spot in the division. So Baltimore heading in for me was, you know, competing for second for sure. And I think they just, with this win today, they regained uh, the crown from the Cincinnati Bengals, at least for now. And, uh, it's going to take a lot to for Cincinnati to bounce back from this loss, and I think I just really think it's Baltimore's to lose. Yeah, uh, kind of speaking on Cincinnati now that we've kind of shared our thoughts on Baltimore. Uh, one of my things I noticed this week, uh, or one of the things I'm going to say is the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be okay, right? I think the Cincinnati Bengals just tend to coast at the beginning of the season. Uh, Joe Burrow, Burrow was hurt in the preseason this year, right? That could have affected things, how they started. Offense was awful week one. Got a little better week two, right, having him around. Uh, last year, they got off to a bad start, and then they finished strong. The year before that, they got off to a little slower start, and they ended up in the Super Bowl. So this team just tends to start off slow and finish strong, right? And looking at their schedule, their next three games are the Rams, the Titans, and the Cardinals. So if there's any time to show that you were just coasting, you were just coming out slow to start the year, it would be these next three games, definitely winnable games, games they will be favored in, teams they are more talented than. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be okay. Yeah. My only rebuttal to that is, you know, they're 0-2 in the division already with a loss to the Browns and a loss to the Ravens. The Rams, man, I almost had them as my third takeaway this week, uh, just sheerly out of how they've been able to compete. I didn't think they were going to... I thought they were going to roll over and die just to tank, pretty much. That is not the case. They are playing pretty good football. They competed well in that game today against San Francisco. San Francisco ended up winning, but, I mean... I thought it would have been like a 15-point blowout. Uh, and they had opportunities in that that game to take control. Uh, the Bengals, they need to pick it up. So if they if they even lose one of these games in their next three, they're, they're going to be fighting from behind severely in the division. So they got to win these next three. I agree with you, though. I think Cincinnati... We'll figure it out and still be a playoff team. They just, you know, it's not looking good for now. Mostly because I don't know if uh, Burrow really is 100% right now with that calf. Yeah, and there were reports I saw that came out today that were saying his calf injury got re-aggravated. So he's probably going to be playing hurt for most of the early start of the season. We'll see if he gets better by the end of the year. Usually that's when players start to get more hurt anyways. So it is something to look out for out for, for Cincinnati. 
But even if, I mean, like this is the NFL. A lot of teams are competitive, even the bad teams, right? You even talked about the Broncos. 0-2 this year, point differential is negative 3 in their 0-2 games, right? Like these games tend to be close, even for the bad teams. So even if they play against the Rams and the Titans, teams that should still be competitive, right? They're still, they have more talent, and there's really no excuse for them, especially after this 0-2 start to keep sleepwalking because we know the Bengals should be better than this, better than what they've showed, at least to start, especially in that first game. And so we're going we're gonna to really see what happens. We're going to see what they're made of. But my prediction is they're going to be just fine. I think they're going to rattle off a three-game win streak. All right, all right, yeah. Can't hate that. Well, I hope to see it because I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. So There you go. And then... Was there anything else you noticed about this week? Anything you feel like bringing up? Biggest thing that I have not mentioned already would be uh, my my bold takes from last week are looking real nice. You know, yeah. Uh, San Francisco and Dallas—they are just the favorite. Uh, I think they're on a collision course, as I spoke last week for the NFC title game and whoever wins that title game is going to win the Super Bowl. So really just Dallas and San Francisco take your pick. Best two teams in football right now, even with Kansas City looking significantly better this week than they did last week. Yeah, and to kind of piggyback off of that, one of my big observations from this week is I'm I'm starting to believe that the Cowboys are good. Starting to. Um, you know, this team looked dominant in week two yet again, especially the defense. Their defense was great. They still haven't played a great QB yet, right? Daniel Jones played. Zach Wilson played. But they did what they were supposed to, and they dominated. Made it a lot easier for the offense, right? Um, the offense... I would like to see them get more touchdowns today against the Jets, right? They got two touchdowns, kicked five field goals. Um, but the defense, you know, really set them up well. They were still able to score against an elite Jets defense. Uh, and this offense really just needs to be above average for this team to be great, I think, with what the defense has shown so far. So I'm really starting to believe more in the Cowboys. And they're definitely moving up in my my rankings of overall teams is one of the best in the NFL. How does that uh, taste coming out of your mouth? Dude, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Don't like the Cowboys, man. But, you know, when a team is good, they're good. Best case scenario uh, is kind of like the Stephen A route where they just build up hype over the seas and they start <laughs> dominating, start looking good, and then they choke in the playoffs. Yeah, it uh, kind of feels like there's a chance that that happens just because it's the Cowboys, right? You never know. Yeah, I just they're ridiculous. Um, they did what they were supposed to, 20-point win over the Jets, hung up 30 on them. Uh, majority of those were kicks, which was kind of funny. Their kicker had like five field goals today. Pretty ridiculous. But uh, they're just able to dominate you on the defensive side of the ball. And then they don't really make a lot of mistakes, at least so far this season, on the offensive side of the ball. And I don't really see a true test for them. I'm going to check their schedule out right now, actually. Uh, for is it a couple of weeks into the future? Because I know they play the Eagles twice in the division, right? 
Giants looks like it's not going to be a tough game. Um, so they're uh, the next commanders. two. They've, they've got the Cardinals next week, probably going to be favored by 35. Oh, man. Um, then they play the, the Patriots. And then here we go. Three weeks out, they play the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday night football. So um, both of those teams will probably be heading into that 4-0. And that will be the first taste of what I feel will be the NFC title game. Yeah, that will also be, I mean, the Cowboys still don't play a great QB in that stretch, it sounds like. But the 49ers are still legit, even though we don't really consider Brock Purdy elite at this point. He's just been a really good game manager, which is all that team really needs. But that game is something to watch for sure, to see how those teams match up against each other. Because both defenses are super elite, the kind of that really feels like they are the top two defenses in the NFL right now. Yeah, I mean, I know shout out Puka Nakua had a good game against them today, but he didn't get a touchdown. So there's that. Um, but I just excited to see that. Um, we'll see. We'll see if the Cowboys can beat the allegations this year. That you know that this is the their year. I don't know, man. Will it happen? Will it finally happen in my lifetime? Will the Cowboys back up all the media hype, all the talent that they acquire? Um, one thing I do notice about this team, though, that's maybe a little bit different, is um, they're going with the players that are actually better. You know what I mean? In years past, the Cowboys were... Teams that were talented, but they would always seem to go after guys that had the big name recognition. You know, prime example of this is Zeke over Tony Pollard. Last year, the past couple of seasons, Zeke just had a bigger name, right? Especially after his rookie year, he built up a brand for himself, eating cereal, you know, good jumping in the... Make a wish pot, whatever that is, Salvation <laughs> Army pot. Salvation Army, in, you know, making all of a name for himself and then built up some hype and built up a following. And that's why Dallas ultimately played him more than a running back that's better than he is. And this year, I think they finally decided, kudos to Jerry Jones, not to go after players that have huge brand, but that are actually better than what they were previously playing. A uh, huge underrated pickup, Stephon Gilmore. Um, Forgot they had him. Their defense is loaded. And him and Diggs on both sides. Mm-hmm. That's tough. As well as Micah Parsons. Uh, linebacker, they just, I just, you know. And San Francisco's got crazy amount of playmakers on both sides as well. So that's the one thing I would note. The Cowboys seem to be playing quality football and not worrying so much about brand. And that's a scary thing with the amount of talent they have on their team. And to add to that, I think one of the Cowboys problems in the past has been Jerry Jones. Actually, I think at times he can be too involved with the decision-making of the team. It's good for your owner to be involved. Don't get me wrong. And he definitely, probably should be a little a little bit involved and have his input. He's ultimately ultimately the guy who pays guys 
right? Like he chose to pay Dak Prescott. But sometimes you hire people for a reason, right? You hire these football guys for a reason, these scouting guys. Sometimes you need to let them do their thing a little bit, right? Can still give your opinion, can still... I guess he probably has the final say on a lot of these things, but I think sometimes in the past he's just been a little bit too involved, right? Like you said, maybe keeping Zeke around a little bit too long because he clearly he's not the same player who he used to be. Yeah, totally agree. Um, let's hope Jerry Jones finally stepped out of the way, you know, finally, and just let the team be. And I honestly think, you know, they're the favorites alongside with San Francisco. Nothing's changed from last week. And it's a scary world we live in. The Cowboys win the Super Bowl. It's a scary world we win in. We live are in. there are there any other teams besides the Niners and the Cowboys right now who you think are still Super Bowl contenders right now? Well, the way I define contender is have a legitimate chance to make the Super Bowl. Um, the Eagles on the NFC side can hang with them, even though I would honestly put them in a tier below those two teams. And then in the AFC, uh, it's the wild, wild West. I think there's 10 teams at this point that can make the Super Bowl. And to be honest, I'm going to go out on a limb here and favor the Baltimore Ravens out of the AFC. Oh, that okay. Yeah, they're two and zero. I like what they've seen. I think they're going to pick up uh, them alongside with the Kansas City Chiefs because you can never count out Patrick Mahomes. I think would be the two on that side to be favored to make the Super Bowl. However, if either one of those two teams matched up against the Cowboys or the Niners, it's not going to be pretty. I just think those are the two teams that have the best talent the most talent the best defenses um that have to do the least on offense to win football games and that's why i think either one of those teams no matter who they match up with from the afc are going to end up winning but contention you've got a couple teams on that one side i agree uh along with cowboys and niners i think the eagles are there i think the eagles are just as good still Maybe got off to a less dominant start this year, but I think that team's still going to be legit. Um, and on the other side, I still like KC. I'm not going to count out Mahomes and Andy Reid, right? I still think they have a chance, especially come playoff time when it's time to win. Um, and I still like the Bills' chances. They just need to figure out how to put it together, right? Um, had a rough week one, a lot better week two. That team that we saw today in week two winning 38-10 to 10 against the Raiders, if they're doing that more often, that's definitely a team that has a chance to win the Super Bowl. And then lastly, I still think because they've done it before and they have the same core together, the Bengals still have a chance. Uh, we'll see a lot about this team in the upcoming weeks, but that would be kind of my number three and the biggest outlier among the group of teams that I had just mentioned. Pretty solid list, I would argue. The Bills, they have the talent. They have the quarterback. Um, it's looking more and more like a fluke, that that one run to the AFC mm. title game. Especially last year in the playoffs against Cincinnati. Granted, it was snow everywhere, but Cincinnati seemed to handle it fine. And I don't know what it is. I just got this feeling about the Ravens. I think they're going to win that division. 
Um, and it's just going to be an onslaught in the AFC. But, yeah. The Eagles, my one pushback on the Eagles in terms of why I wouldn't put them in a tier with the uh, Niners and Cowboys, I'm not liking what I see from their defense. Um, Kirk Cousins was able to kind of come back, make it a game against Philadelphia. Last year, that was their staple. They were high-power offense, and their defense was amazing as well. I don't think their defense is the same caliber as it was last season. And I don't think that uh, the Eagles will be able to score enough on teams like San Francisco or Cowboys if they were to match up uh, to play with them. So that's why I have them maybe a tier below, but still a contender in that on that side of the bracket. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, guys, so that is our Week 2 NFL recap. Just to remind you, if you're watching us on YouTube or anywhere else, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe, and go ahead and comment. Let us know who are your NFL cont- contenders. Who do you think has the best chance to win the Super Bowl? Don't forget us to don't forget to check us out um, on Spotify as well and on TikTok. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with another pod later this week.